With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Jerry Eves, Sports Radio. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. Good afternoon and welcome to eSports Radio. Call now, 502-571-1080 or toll free, 877-904-1080. You can tweet Jerry at JerryEves5. That's JerryEves5 on Twitter. This is eSports Radio on Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back to Esports Radio. April the 7th, 2020, it's 12.07. Phone number 502-571-1080. Tuesday in the Louisville area. We always know that Tuesday is Kobe Harrison Day. Kobe's doing fine, just going through his issues. But he's doing fine. But we always want to recognize the greatness of Kobe Harrison on Esports Radio. Personal friend of mine and a great guy. Secondly, great. <laughs> Super show in store today. Uh, I've got someone from Court Physical Therapy calling in. James Escaloni will be calling in today at 12.15. We're going to speak with him shortly. We've got the Rudy Macklin, Shawnee High School, LSU great, will be calling in at 12.30, now Kentucky Hall of Famer. We've got him calling in at 12.30. I've always got too many things to talk about. I know they say there's no sports, but it seems like, the gift for gab that my dad gave me a long time ago is easy for me because I've got a ton of things to speak about today, which we're going to touch little by little. We're going to take calls before I get Rudy Macklin on. But before I, I start to speak to my friends, I want to make sure again, D'Oreal's Pizza and Pub, 310 Wallace Avenue, 919 Baxter, restaurants are open for business, Bluegrass Audi, open for business on the Internet, and the service department, Republic Bank. Great Loans, River Road Barbecue, 3017 River Road, Christie, Great Barbecue, Thornton's, which is everywhere. I mean, they are everywhere. And Khalil's on 10966 Dixie Highway. Let's don't forget, can't. Clark and Riggs, my Bellman guys, can't leave them out. They're in business doing what they're supposed to do. Of course, we're going to talk to court. We've got Vision Works, Dr. Lynn. Everyone sees that beautiful stadium. It will be full soon. Things will get back to normal. We'll just have to do things a little differently. But trust me, we're going to be just fine. But I just wanted to make sure we recognize all my great sponsors. I hope I didn't leave anyone out because I cherish all of you. I wouldn't be here without you. So getting to the show, and Elliot will have to let me know. We know Elliot's behind the glass. He goes in like a trooper into the studio prepares for the show just like Shannon the Dude does for the Matt Jones show. There are a few people that don't get the accolades they need, but Elliot and Shannon and guys like that definitely deserve it. So happy to do so. Elliot, like always. Happy to be here. Like always. No question. Now, we know that Rudy will have the second half of the show, and that is going to be really, really, really good. 
We've got great questions for him, and I've got a super introduction for Rudy. But I just wanted to let my cat fans know, for a fact now, for a fact, I pick up the paper today, and Coach Calipari wants Joe B. in the Hall of Fame. Well, somebody tell Coach Calipari quit listening to my show. I tweeted it with a young lady, I want to say, a week ago or so Sunday, I want to say at least eight or nine days ago, how they continue to forget Joe B. Hall is remarkable. I'm not going to say insane because I know those people are trying to do an adequate job. I'm not saying that Eddie Sutton should not have been there at all, but Eddie Sutton has had issues, and I have an issue with people that have had issues because I'm just going to give it to you non-politically. If you can gain favors by getting better players by doing things incorrectly, your probabilities of winning games are going to be great. They're going to be higher than people doing it the right way. Bottom line. But Joe B. Hall just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand how a person with his record, 334 wins, 129 losses, a national championship at Kentucky, follow People don't understand. Look at all the people that tried to follow John Wooden. Hardest thing in the world to do is to follow a legend. University of Louisville had to go get Coach Bettino, which is a he is a fantastic basketball coach. Get that straight. Gotcha. Without a doubt, great coach. But yes, he had his issues. There's no question about that. And and I'm not going to say he didn't, but he was a fantastic coach, and he was able to follow Coach Crumb, but it took him a long time to win his first championship at the University of Louisville, a very long time. But Coach Hall, if you just look at what he did, 20 and 8, 73, 74, 13 and 13, 26 and 5, 20 and 10, 26 and 4, 30 and 2 with the national championship in his belt, 19 and 12. 29 and 6, 22 and 6, 22 and 8. Guys, people have to recognize that Joe B. Hall deserves. He's 91 years old. He's a class act. I mean, when I got into this business, I'm walking in to do a commercial for Bluegrass Audi. God's honest truth. Coach Crum is walking out of the WHAS studio. What are you doing, Coach? Coach says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going in to cut a commercial. He says, I'm leaving, get ready to go to Idaho. But do you want to sit in for me on the Denny Joe B. show? I'm like, come on, Coach. He says, seriously. I said, have you asked Joe B. Hall if I can? He says, trust me, he'll love it. I show up the next day. I introduce myself. Joe B. was the person he's always been, a person of high character. And I think I was on three or four times over the next two weeks and had a ball with Coach Hall. And to not have him in the Hall of Fame with the NCAA championship under his belt, it just doesn't feel right. So I've always pushed for Mark Clayton. I really believe that he should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. But this one here is a no-brainer. So that little committee that is half-hidden, you know, we don't know who they are, the cloak and armor, the Wizard of Oz behind the, behind the curtain, which I hate. America's turning into the Wizard of Oz. Move the curtains back. Let us know who we're talking to so we can find out where the accountability lies. Joe B. Hall should be a Hall of Famer. So 
in my book, I agree with you, Coach Calipari, but you're a little slate. You're a little low. You're a little slow. I'm sorry. And I think that this state needs to do everything in its power to get Joe B. Hall in. No question. So that's my rant. I've got, like I told you, we've got a packed show today. And we've got the best. I hate to tell you all that Angie Moore, <laughs> she's a tough one now. She didn't get mad when I called her a pit bull when I spoke at their conference or court because Angie's tough. But we've got James Escaloni sitting in for me today, sitting in for her with court physical therapy. And James, welcome to Esports Radio. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, James, let me tell you what. You know, your last name had me in a tizzy, so I had to call Angie and make sure Escaloni is pronounced correctly, right? Yes, sir. Just like macaroni. Like Just like macaroni. I wanted to make sure I got it right because, you know, Angie just doesn't play. Now, I'm not going to talk about Angie anymore. They'll think that she's not a nice lady. She's just tough. But she is tough. You all have gone through, we've all gone through trying times. I appreciate you all because... Early on when my show was, a, I'm not going to say a zero, but it wasn't well known, you all called me and said, hey, Jerry, we want to be a part of it, and I will never forgive you for, forget you for that. But you all have, just like everyone else, has gone through trying times with trying to figure out how you all are going to handle all your customers. And, I mean, you've got a ton. And we all know that there's another company here in Louisville. I'm not going to say their name, but you all have run out of town, but that's okay. But how are you all with your teleconferencing handling the supporting of all the people that you've been helping? James, tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. Well, right now, where I am in Versailles, normally I'm pretty busy in the clinic, but because of everything that's Mm -hmm. going on with the coronavirus, I'm stuck looking at everybody through the TV. But what's going on Mm -hmm. with this is we've actually been able to capitalize on this and look at telehealth as an opportunity for us to actually treat patients with one-on-one individualized care in their homes. And we get to see them for any condition, helping out tons of people, and that costs the same as regular physical therapy visits. Plus, all these people have complete access to me. They get my email. Mm -hmm. They have even my phone number if they got to get a hold of me. And I'm just completely busy because of this because everybody is still needing care even though they still can't go out. Absolutely. There's no question about that. People like myself, and I won't even talk about Coach Beard because when I brought him to court, golly, y'all closing the doors. He's in such bad shape, but we're going to leave him alone. I just want to continue with, (laughs) tell me something. How do you evaluate when you're speaking to them and they're telling you their problems? What do you go through? What are your steps to evaluate what you need them to do and what you want them to do to improve their condition? Oh, that's pretty easy. We've got it so that we follow the same type of format that we would if they were in the clinic. If somebody's saying, okay, Okay. I hurt right here and I hurt right here, we've already got a couple diagnoses that are popping into our head. Then there's some simple tests that they can do themselves. They can lift an object in their house so they can show me how strong they are. They can even sometimes have a caregiver or a loved one come by and uh, try to move their arm into a certain position to stretch them out even and see how that feels. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. And it's really effective to get people moving by. I mean, that's tremendous. And I mean, I've been in almost all of you owns. I haven't been to her sales, but I've been in quite a few because I'm nothing but Mr. Potato Head. My body falls apart. But you'll have so many other treatments that, you know, you've got your stem treatments and you've got your acupuncture treatments and all the other things that you do in-house. How long do you think and what are you all planning on doing to try to get people back in to, into the clinic? Well, we've got some very specific uh, guidelines that uh, the governor as well as the Mm -hmm. health board has put out there to give us some guidance. So what we have right now is a specific set of guidelines that we're following so that if there's somebody who is a very at-risk person, they just had some sort of surgery that they have to be able to move it on some, they're maybe like Mm -hmm. an older person who just got an acute bout of dizziness. And if they fall mm-hmm. or break their hip, and, you know, when an older person breaks their hip, that could be a huge problem. Sometimes they, they right. live well, past that. People don't know so that 40% of is, older yeah. people do die when they break their hips. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. And so what we do is we've made it so our clinics are choosing out which people are at a higher risk of issue okay. uh, for, mm-hmm. like, not being able to, to actually, in some cases, survive unless they get certain types of care. And we are mm-hmm. going to be looking at that list and saying, okay, these people, they can come into the clinic for this type of care because they might need a little more emergent, hands-on care for some acute major management. And then after things yes. get calmed down, when they're seeing, again, one-on-one care in which we're mm-hmm. only very particular about those who can be ill or, or people cannot be coming in if they have any risks of any sort of virus spreading, well, we take okay. care of them, and then as soon as they can be managed by either one of our facilities, somebody going to their house to finish taking care of them, or they finish their appointments via telehealth, via me or some of our other therapists, then we can actually manage the care in multiple veins. So we're still managing to be able to push forward with getting the care to all the patients that we need to give the care to, but we're also taking the highest regard of the safety of everybody and following the governor's recommendations. Absolutely, because people have no idea that now that a lot of people are backing up their surgeries, their regular routine, hips, knees, like I had both hips replaced, ACLs, that they need more care from you all. Has the governor understood that piece that they need you all more now than they did ever before? Yeah, that is a huge deal for exactly like you just said. If somebody has to have a knee replacement surgery, as for an example, one of the best care that they can get beforehand to determine how much uh, like painkillers they'll need afterwards or how long they'll need care afterwards mm-hmm. is how strong they are before mm-hmm. the surgery. And so right now, this is a great opportunity for these people to get that care beforehand so they won't be so rough afterwards. And so that'll be helpful for those people. And the governor recognizes this. He's working with the Kentucky Physical Therapy Association so that okay. a lot of these insurers are going to reimburse uh, for telehealth, in-house stuff. We're working on trying to get Medicare patients to be able to be having the same type of benefits as everybody else. 
And it's it's surprised to me that it's taken that long for Medicare to catch up with all the other ones, but they're catching up so that everybody can get the care that they deserve. Excellent. Last question I have. Of course, I've had both my hips replaced, but my mother probably 18 years ago had her knee replaced. And right after the knee replacement, they took her straight to a nursing home for her to rehab. So are you all able to get into the nursing homes, not in person, but by through the teleconferencing? Are you doing that with people that are leaving the surgeries, or do they allow them to come to you all? That's part of the group that must see you right away. Is that correct? It depends on the individual circumstance with it. A lot of nursing homes have their own physical therapists there, but if there's okay. some sort of problem, the physical therapist cannot be there, then we can work that out with the individual organizations so we can get some care for them either in that place or in their home, or if they just need to, if they're feeling like they've got some support at home, we can just go to their house so they can skip the nursing home altogether. All depends on the support at home and, of course, how we can minimize any sort of risk of transmission of uh, illness. Absolutely. James, I appreciate your time. Uh, Continue doing the service, God's service. We need all of you all just like the nurses and doctors, and we appreciate everything that you all have done. And, and I know for a fact, because I've been numerous times, Angie gets me in any time I need to get in, and you all have been a godsend. So thank you. Thank you for court, and I appreciate you all. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Jerry. I appreciate you. Take care. All right. Thank well, you so much. It is. You're welcome. It's 1223, and we are Tuesday. I do believe it's the 7th. I'm not 100% sure, though. Sometimes I don't have all of my faculties. But this is eSports Radio, 502-571-1080. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the business of athletics before we bring on the Rudy Macklin. Welcome back to eSports Radio, 502-571-1080. I'm going to tell you what, boy, this world is nothing but a box of chocolates, but I do want to mention one other thing about Coach Hall. 1975, 76, 20, and 10, NIT champions, helped prepare the team to win the 78 NCAA championship, regular season champs, so numerous times, look like six or seven. Um... Again, I've got people that are kind of going back and forth that are saying that coach didn't coach long enough. It's not the length of how long you coach, it's the quality of how you coach. Just remember that. Everybody wants to put it on how long. It's not necessarily true. It's not how long. It's the quality of the time that you put in at an institution. Now, getting into... What's going on now? Pay cuts. NCAA is going to have to make decisions, just like all the other professional sports. NBA players found out that they're going to be asked to probably take a pay cut. No television revenue. No player salaries. I've told you all that all the time, that everyone said the city of Louisville through the tickets could not support an NBA team, which is not true. TV revenue pays the players, and if the owner stays, under the salary cap, he doesn't have to come out of his pocket at all. But with no television, that means no pay for players. So that now you have organizations, Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, which is going to go on with its draft, 
are going to start to try to find creative ways to get back in the business of what they do, play sports. A lot of people are arguing, and athletic director at Notre Dame said that without fans, you couldn't have college football, and he'll back off that stance, trust me, because TV revenue is a huge part of this college football and basketball generating business. So I've got questions that I wanted to ask the people amidst what's going on. And we know the NCAA senior management is taking 20% cuts. We know vice presidents at the NCAA are taking 10% cuts. I'm asking at university levels, Vincent Tyre, Mitch Barnhart, are going to have to make these decisions. Gene Smith, Mike White at Duke. They're going to have to make these decisions really soon on where does some of the cost cutting come from. And I just want people to understand it's a trickle-down effect, but if you said 10% across the board, 10% of someone making $10,000 and 10% of somebody making a million dollars is not the same. It has to be more for the person making a million dollars to have the same effect. And also, you want it to be unilaterally across your campus. You want to do it properly so that the people at the bottom that usually get nothing but misused can feel that they've been treated fairly and equitably. So what does that mean? If the football season has to go on without fans, then they're going to see a, you're going to see a majority cuts of some of these huge contracts. Iowa State's athletic director has already cut the salary of his football and basketball coach. Other athletic directors are going to have to follow suit. I've been talking about this for about two weeks. I've talked about the disbursement of money with this thing that they call the NCAA for way too long because you all, we all know that it, they were playing with monopoly money. Other people's money is monopoly money. Understand that. And the pays had gotten way out of line. We understand that. We all know that. But we love cheering for our team, and we love having winning teams, so that it was part of tolerating college athletics. But right now, at this time, we're going to have to make serious decisions with the money. So I'm going to continue little by little with college athletics because I want you all to understand one thing before I go to Rudy Macklin, going to break and we're coming back with the Rudy Macklin, is that the college's extended spring sports scholarships. And then they started patting themselves on the back because they felt so good about what they were doing. And a lot of schools have tried to calculate what they think that cost would be for the spring sports scholarships, and they're between 500000 and $800,000. So a lot of people would say, boy, you're doing those young people a service. And I'm telling you, they're not. Because we know, and with all spring sports, baseball. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. They've got 11.7 scholarships and they've got 30 players. And what I'm trying to tell you is that Yes, they're going to extend that 11.7 scholarships for those 30 players. But what happens is those 30 players have to pay the difference, which is part of the reason they have all these non-revenue sports, because the kids and the parents are fitting the brunt of pain. So you do the math. 11.7 scholarships for college baseball between 27 and 32, 33 players per roster. That means those kids that are going to come back for that extra year are going to have to get a loan, even even if they're working on their master's. They pay more money for that. If they haven't, they still have to pay more money to come back to school to participate in the sport. So the universities aren't the only ones that are sacrificing. I just wanted you all to know that. It's 1232, and I've got a guest of a lifetime, funny gentleman, intelligent guy, that's accomplished a lot. We have the Rudy Macklin. After the break, we're going to bring him on, and I've got an introduction that I want everybody to listen to. This is the Esports Radio, 502-571-1080. Hey, yo, Doug, what? Put your ballets on. Yo, Rick, I want to buy you, but I need the shoe home. Why? Because the shoes always hurt my phone. I got to say, six minutes. I got to say, six minutes. I got to say, six minutes. Thank you, friends, you're on. Welcome back to Esports Radio. I had to bring Rudy back with that because that's our era. We have the great, the Rudy Mack, shiny high school legend. Listen to this. I don't want you to say a word, Rudy. In your first college game, Rudy, against Tulane University, you go out and grab 32 rebounds. That's unheard of, Rudy Macklin. 32 rebounds against Tulane in your very first college basketball game. What were you trying to do? Make them feel like you made me feel and Gray Wild? What were you trying to do to Tulane, Rudy? Yeah. Well, there was a, uh, an article that the Times-Picayune newspaper put out the day of the game saying that uh, Coach Dale Brown made a mistake recruiting me over a prize recruit in, in New Orleans named Carlos Zuniga. And uh, so yeah. he put that article uh, on the bulletin board next to where we get our uniforms, I guess, to get a reaction out of me. And the reaction paid off. So uh, <laughs> I was really on the front line of 6'10", 6'9", 6'7". 
And uh, I was just in the zone because of that article. And so it really, it really lit a fire to me, that's for sure. Well, Rudy, I've got about a minute and a half clip that I want to play for you and our listeners, my friends, because they don't understand a lot of the things that you have accomplished. Elliot, have you got it queued up? This gentleman is introducing you at a speaking engagement that you spoke at. They were honoring you. And I want people just to hear about a minute and a half segment because I think it sums it up beautifully. Elliot, let it play. In his four years, LSU had records, now get this, 18 and 9, 23 and 6, 26 and 6, and a remarkable 31 and 5. The Tigers won one SEC title, an SEC tourney championship, got to the Elite Eight and to the Final Four during his tenure. Then he moved on to the NBA, drafted by the Atlanta Hawks, and played in the NBA for three years there. In 2000, he was honored as the school's living legend at the SEC basketball tournament, and in 2005, he was elected to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. But maybe... The biggest honor, in my view, is this one. Just a few years ago, his number 40 was hung from the rafters at the PMAC with only three other names, Pistol Pete, Shaquille O'Neal, and Bob Pettit. That is remarkable. Welcome. And after his... Rudy, Rudy, thank you, man. Yeah. What no, that's that? unbelievable. <laughs> that was that was what you've accomplished, along with the Governor's Council for Fitness in New Orleans and all the other duties that you've done. Your jersey is hanging with Pistol Pete Maravich, my all-time favorite college basketball player, Kareem II. Shaquille O'Neal, who I recruited. Scooter McCray did most of the recruitment, but Shaquille O'Neal and Bob Pettit and Rudy Macklin. I think that alone, Rudy, there's nothing else to say, honestly. We can just drop the mic and we can leave. That right there states everything that you've done. Now, I want you to talk to people about your real career because I told people basketball is a vitamin pill on steroids. We both did it three or four years, had a great time. But let's get into the businessman, Rudy Macklin, what you're doing for that state of New Orleans and what's going on down there right now with the virus. Well, uh, in 1992, uh, Governor Edwin Edwards at the time brought me back to Louisiana, and uh, he had a council on physical fitness and sports that he wanted to resurrect. It was just lying dormant. And when I got there, uh, he said, I got somebody else I want to interview with you. And uh, it happened to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the president of the California Governor's Council on Fitness, and he was going around the country promoting states to uh, enact their fitness councils. And so I interviewed with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Governor Edwin Edwards, and uh, they wanted me to build or to rebuild uh, the Governor's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports, uh, which I did uh, back in 1992, and I still do it to this day. And then in 1997, um, the head of the Department of Health asked me to serve as a staff person for the Minority Health Affairs Commission and the Health Disparities Commission. And so I was trained by one of the regional administrators uh, in the area of minority health, and they wanted me to, uh, the Black Caucus in the legislature, wanted me to create a Bureau of Minority Health in the Department of Health. 
And so Mm -hmm. I built the Bureau of Minority Health Access and Promotions and alongside of my Governor's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. And I wear both hats. And the uh, Bureau of Minority Health, we study issues related to the delivery of and access to health and social services that affects minorities in the state of Louisiana. And we make recommendations to the governor and also the legislature for improving health and social services. And we identify gaps in the health and social services delivery system as well. And so those two hats that I wear, it's, been, it's my 28th year doing this, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm proud to say that those two entities are really standing strong to this day. And even after I'm gone, when I retire in a few years, uh, it'll still be going on, and that's what I wanted to achieve. Really well, I'm proud of you. There's no question about it. Um, all the things that you've done, the way you've carried yourself, first class like always, but it starts with mom and dad and that Shiny High School. That's where I the name Rudy Macklin, Shiny High School, and all my coaches kept telling us, Jeff Lamp, pro, Lee Raker, pro, and myself, you got your hands full with one person named Rudy Macklin. That was an understatement. Tell me about your parents a little bit and Shiny High School. Well, my parents, you know, my mother is from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and my dad is from Pulaski, Tennessee. And uh, we were, okay. you know, I was born and raised in the West End, uh, Oak Street. And then um, I started playing football at first. Uh, and then uh, I just got, I hate getting hit in the knee because I, I was kind of tall and everybody was hitting me in the knee mm-hmm. and wanted to hit me low. And so basketball tryouts came out. And so I jumped to get to high school in the eighth grade. I started playing late. I, uh, okay. I tried out for the basketball team and the coach said he was going to cut me, but he said he might, he's going to keep me around just to see if I improve. And uh, <laughs> somebody got yeah, somebody got hurt, and he wanted to put me in the lineup in midseason, and I was a starter and never looked back. And then one of the most uh, exciting times growing up was when we played in the uh, middle school league at Mayo High School, where all the middle schools yeah. played there, and that's where I met Daryl Griffith and Bobby Turner, and we always right. played against one another. And then uh, uh, I went on to in the ninth grade. Uh, they were going to see if I can play, you know, varsity in the ninth grade because I was improving so quickly. But, you know, Kentucky High School Athletic Rules wouldn't allow it. So I played mm-hmm. ninth grade ball and uh, in the middle school league, and then I played varsity in the 10th grade. And uh, I played back then JV and varsity. I'd, I'd play JV game and then go in the locker room and change and, and put on the uh, varsity <laughs> uniform. <laughs> yeah. So did I. We all did. We all did. Those were great days. Those were great days. So I, I started both, both, both times, you know, especially if JV had a tough league to play against and they'll, they'll start me. If they didn't, they'll, they'll gotcha. just let me play varsity. And so uh, I, wind, I, was in, I learned the game pretty much watching Wayne Golden play and Ronnie Daniels, Herbert McRae, those guys. And then uh, I was admiring guys coming up like Wesley Cox, you know, and and Bill Bunton yes. and, uh, and Rick Wilson, those guys, man, and, and uh, Ron King and Gigi Gordon and all of them, man, and, and Tom Payne, of course, uh, went to Shawnee as well. And so I, I yeah. learned from that. But my biggest, my greatest lessons came from watching uh, Wes Unseld. I studied Wes Unseld okay. on how to rebound. Uh, I studied okay. his footwork and how, how he watched the ball come off the glass from different angles. And, mm-hmm. and that was one mm-hmm. person I studied and learned how to rebound from. And uh, but then uh, my that's a good person to brother. study from. Oh yeah, wasn't bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't bad. 
Yeah, but I chose him because he was only six seven, but he was strong. But I noticed his mm-hmm. footwork and how he would box out in different angles around the rim when he boxed out. And I, I, I copied his style and studied it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my greatest lessons came when my brother's best friend by the name of Robert Stewart uh, used to pick me up and uh, Daryl and uh, Daryl Griffin and Bobby Turner, and we all he would take us around the state to the best pickup yeah. games there were, there was. You know, because we didn't have driving yeah. licenses at the time, and so uh, he had his own team, and we would go to different pickup games around the state, around the city, and it was by word of mouth. He knew where yeah. the best pickup games were, and we were up and coming, and uh, so we would go to a, a pickup games in Frankfurt. And uh, we get out in the car, the, the, the playground would be packed. And then we would hear people say, oh, here they come. And they, they was like, it's <laughs> show, man. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it was amazing. Yeah, our popularity had really grown, you know, as, as it, going to the 10th grade, our popularity had grown. And then uh, Robert Stewart decided to put us in the dirt bowl. But when he put yeah. us in the dirt bowl, he entered us into the pro division of the dirt bowl. Okay, and so we had high school players playing against professional basketball players in the dirt bowl. And uh, that's yeah. where we got our, our real uh, lessons in basketball. And no no moment was too big for us because we played on the big stage in the dirt bowl, which was packed every Sunday. And I got to give it to Robert Stewart for having that insight to do that. And uh, so, yeah. because y'all uh, came, you came to Hayes Kennedy and played at my park, and I mean that place yeah. was packed. We were waiting for y'all to come down, yes, everywhere, just wait for the traveling show. Now, really, well, you were it's unbelievable because you know, exactly, kind of raggedy. We didn't think it would make it half the time, but uh, he took us around, you know, like on the chilling circuit and uh, rock. rock <laughs> And uh, we we played basketball everywhere, you know. We played outdoors mostly most of the time. And then when we well, really, uh, we got to define Chitlin Circuit because a lot of my listeners don't know what the Chitlin Circuit is. <laughs> that's the circuit. That's what we consider that the Black League. <laughs> we had, you know, African American singing groups and and, uh, and uh, <laughs> gospel groups. My mother sung in the Chitlin Circuit. It was a gospel okay. group. They go around the South. Uh, the different venues and they where well, they rent programs back then. She told me, and uh, they would yes. rent her program. Her, her, her sisters had a singing group, and they would rent program and they would sing and they get paid. And it was called the Chitlin right. Circuit. And so <laughs> I refuse to eat Chitlins. I refuse. I still don't today. Rudy. I'm just telling. You. Now, Rudy, we got to get a break. But when we come back, when we come back, we got to talk a little bit about the LSU Kentucky rivalry, and of course the 1980-81. LSU Louisville basketball game. This is the the one and only. I congratulate you and Wesley Cox for going into the 2020 Kentucky High School Hall of Fame, Rudy. And I will be back with the Rudy Macklin. Welcome back to Esports Radio. It's 12:50. I have the Rudy Macklin on the line. Rudy, because we don't have long, you've got to tell us the story. I want to hear about the LSU-Kentucky battles. I want to hear about when Dwayne Scales hit one of the Kentucky players, and I want to hear about that Louisville-LSU game. Tell me, reminisce a little bit for us. The LSU-Kentucky battles were interesting, man. Uh, the players, you know, we pretty much got along. as the fans that, you know, had to 
they went back and forth uh, because I knew all the players mm-hmm. on the Kentucky teams, the Jack Givens, the James Lee, Dirk Minifield. We all played pickup games and all that back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, but when yeah. Sam Bowie came along, that, 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 that turned a little bit. And uh, <laughs> that uh, my teammates did like, uh, Greg Cook, uh, we were playing Kentucky yes. uh, uh, at home. And uh, he, he we called the timeout, and uh, he on the bench, and he said, Matt, you know what? He said, but Sam Bowie looks soft to me. I said, what do you mean? He said, I can look at his eyes. And I could tell he's <laughs> You know? And the way he scaled said, yeah. I mean, you know, he does look a little soft, don't he? And so when they broke him the huddle, man, I mean, Sam Bowie would come across the lane, and they would put a form in his chest. And you, you can hear him go, oh! And then we go across mm-hmm. the other side. You know, Cookie Man would hit him, and then and then Dwayne Scales would hit him, and then they just actually beat up on Sam Bowie so bad he just never really had a good game against us. <laughs> <laughs> and they said he just looked soft. And so um, he just looked soft. Yeah, but the most memorable game was when we uh, upset them at our place when they were number one in the country, and they went on to win the okay. national championship. And uh, all starters fouled out. And so our reinforcements came in and led by Willie Sims, you know, uh, really held it up. And I know, so, Willie. Uh, the rivalry was really good, and the battle was a uh, good battle between Kyle Macy and Ethan Martin. They went at it all the time, man. They just, I mean, they, it was just a battle between them two, and they had a mutual respect for one another. And so. Uh, I don't like I, Ethan. I, I didn't like him when I played that little rascal. <laughs> He talked too much junk, Rudy. <laughs> oh, man, that little rascal, man. He's tough as nails, though, tough as nails. And so mm-hmm. the rivalry was really good. It was a good, fun rivalry. It was a clean rivalry, man. And so we just had much respect for Kentucky, you know, and the Kentucky fans. And when they come to our place, we, mm-hmm. we treated them with respect, man. And so the players, I still keep up with a few of them. And uh, it, just, it was just a fun time, especially when you win in Rupp Arena. When you win there oh. – you have arrived. You have arrived. <laughs> I did it as an assistant coach for Coach Crumb. We won at Rupp. Boy, I flew home. I was on cloud nine. <laughs> oh, man. So that place, yeah. you know, what, 20, what, 23,000? And, and no question. Fans, they know basketball. Kentucky fans, they know basketball. Okay? Yeah, they do. And, uh, yes. But we beat them the first time in Rupp Arena. Out of the 23,000, you could hear my family at the top. It was so quiet. You know, we had about 15 family members at the top. The Macklins were all at the top screaming. And, it's, and you can hear them because the Kentucky State fans were so quiet when we beat them. It was so funny. <laughs> was so yeah, oh, funny. no question. Hard, hard winning in Rupp Arena. Now, let's talk about that one game, LSU-Louisville. That's why I don't like Ethan Martin. He talked so much junk to me that weekend before we played. He had to go oh. down, but he had to go. So, what, what, what was about that game? You know, we went in uh, with a distinct game plan. You know, I always tell people, mm-hmm. no matter what we did, you know, when you got the best coach in the country and the best player in the country on the same team, you can't win. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, you yeah. got You're right. You're right. Now, you got a great call, Rudy. Great call. Yeah, you can't. Yes. You can't. You can't. But yeah. the thing is about it is how we lost. Now, we went in with a game plan. And Louisville, you mm-hmm. all had that wonderful uh, three-quarter uh, trap press. Oh, yeah. Right? It no was question. Pretty much designed not to really trap us, 
but to get us to get out of our set. Okay, because when yes. we get into our half court set, that's where we're dangerous. And so, oh, you were fishing. We you shot set. 60% for a career. You didn't miss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, because, you know, it, y- y'all's press was designed to get you to play out of control. And yes. Dwayne Scales, for some reason, <laughs> we found out the reason later on that he, would, he had hooked up with some agent, and the agent told him that he wanted Dwayne, that the NBA wanted Dwayne to show some more of his skills, you know, handling the ball, mm-hmm. open the outside and mm-hmm. kind of And so we had a game plan. We said we just get the ball across. You know, they're not going to trap us. Just break the press. And then when we break the press, y'all, y'all settle back into your basic defense, and then we run our stuff. Well, Dwayne scales mm-hmm. guys and take the ball on his own and do what he wanted to do. And so <laughs> when Coach Brown called timeout, he said, Dwayne, we have a plan. What are you doing? He said, I know what I'm doing. You know, he was just out of control. I said, okay, this is not going to look good. Mm-hmm. And so we're back out there again, and y'all got on the road. And then so we called yeah, him out, Willie Sims as Dwayne. Dwayne, what, what are you doing, man? That's not what we, we discussed. And so he gets in an argument on the bench with Willie Sims and goes out yeah. like he's going to fight him. And we had to separate him. Now, this is going on during the game now. All right? And so we never <laughs> got back to what we were doing. And so finally, right. said, let's just take him out of the game. Well, the damage right. is already done then. You know, and yeah, so yeah. we never got back in rhythm. And so uh, he told after the game, you know, because I told, I told the fellas, I said, look, y'all, I said, I play pickup games with these guys all the time. This is the best team you're going to ever see. I said, the one thing <laughs> is you can't turn number 35 loose because if you turn number 35 loose, you got a problem, okay? And when Dow <laughs> threw down that vicious dunk, I knew yeah. he had a problem. And so I tried to convince him of that, and then Dwayne did what he did. We totally got totally out of offense. We never got back on track. And when Coach Brown got into the locker room, he the first thing he said, he said, Dwayne Scales, you will not be back at LSU next year. That's the first thing he said. I remember. (laughs) Astronaut Scales. Dwayne Astronaut Scales. He was crazy, though, Rudy. (laughs) Cool. Dwayne, he just he, he and he went on to the NBA, and so yes, he uh, did. Yeah, he played with us. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he uh, he wanted to come yes. back, and but Coach Brown didn't want him back, and so because uh, we had, we had gotten Leonard Mitchell then, uh, yeah. highly recruited guy, really good player. Yeah, and so but that's yeah. what happened, man. We were Rick, totally put out. Uh, you know, Dwayne just went totally. We- Rudy, I gotta go, Rudy. I'm so so we gotta do it again, Rudy. Congratulations for being in the Hall of Fame. Esports Radio, you all be safe. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow, God willing. Follow the directions of our presidents, governors, and mayors, please. Esports Radio. I love you. I'm out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.